So we're back after a month absence. We are going to be talking all things equipment. So we're going to get all nostalgic about some of our favorite bits of kit over the years, growing up through junior golf, uh, some long lost forgotten gems. And we'll also be talking about uh, new golfers. If you're looking for a value set, maybe 500, 400 pound, you want to build a full set of awesome golf clubs. What could you go for? So we'll cover all of that. Any questions, as always, pop them into our Instagram DMs and we'll be more than happy to cover them in upcoming podcasts. Enjoy. Mate, so um, obviously we were thinking about different things we want to chat about today. Um, one of the things, like before we started this podcast, you know that I just love golf stuff. So like my, the last 15 years for me has probably been uh, a mixture of looking at different golf stuff, uh, but definitely like trawling through eBay, and even now, like, I still look through eBay at certain different things that I quite like to like, buy just for nostalgic reasons. I've got like a bag yeah. of golf clubs in my, um, in, in, in like a spare bedroom that's got like a, a few different clubs in that I'll never get rid of, never going to use. Well, you pulled one out today for the, for the, uh, on the greens, the yes putter coming out. I know exactly. Yeah. 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 What an, what a one that is. I've had that for 10 years. But yeah, um, yeah no, I just think that some of the old ones are the best. So like, I just thought a good opportunity for us to uh, talk about golf shit would be uh, basically like just general equipment that we can golf perv over. Yeah, mate, I've got loads that we can golf perv over. I, uh, do you know what I think would be good? It probably start with what made up our first set. Can you remember your first set? I can. So... My so basically my first experience of golf was when I was twelve. Um, I went and had a lesson at uh, Chichester Golf Club, and um, my dad bought me a set of Donne golf clubs. So I had some Donne shoes. I had an oversized like khaki Reebok waterproof top. Nice. Um, I also and then I had a full set of Donne clubs, including three wood, five wood, seven wood driver. Yeah, one of them ones where and, you literally buy it as a package deal. Like, yeah, it only yeah. comes with all the clubs. Well, no, I remember going into Sports Direct and they were like three quid a club. So you could just have whichever ones you wanted. And obviously, like, Dad was really, like, basically, when I was a kid, I was really fat. So he was, like, buzzing for me to get into any sport. He really wanted me to play football. Wasn't the fastest. So basically, that wasn't going to work. And then went to Sports Direct and I showed a bit of an interest in golf. So... Started playing golf, um, went up to the range once, uh, and then I had this uh, lesson with this guy called, I think his name was John Kingfisher. And uh, I, I then went out onto Selsey Golf Club with my full set of Donnays, and I didn't play again till about three years later just because <laughs> I was just dreadful. And it was like a one, I'd like a, a bag with one strap, no trolley, just yeah. a traumatic experience. And you were but, like, Christ, this uh, is And after that, I would say my first proper set. Where after that, I got back into it when I was like 15. And uh, my dad at that time, uh, one of his mates had bought a two ball putter and it was when the first came out. Yeah. So I sort of looked at it and thought, this looks like dad was player. like, oh, yeah, yeah. And dad was like, oh, look, take it out, have a go with it, see what, do you know what I mean? You can just use it or whatever. Um, and I left it on the putting green. And luckily enough, <laughs> two days later, someone had handed it in. But. <laughs> For me, two ball putter. Um, I had a set of Callaway 
X12 big berthers with oh, yeah. graphite shafts. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the big berthers, the X12s, only came with, you had to get the graphite shafts. They were like black graphite yeah, shafts, black weren't graphite. they? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Three to sandwich. And then I had, um, I think I had an Adam's Tight Lies five wood. One of those ones that was like a, it was like a graphite shaft with a bit of steel at the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What then, a weird uh, concept that was. The idea yeah. of a shaft. And then driver, materials. I had um, a tailor-made, uh, a tailor-made burner driver. Ah, oh, okay. Was so that like that, the that orange pencil. one? Yeah, yeah, like the copper-coloured head. Yeah. But to be fair, at that point, I was like just. Um, I think I was probably chopping and changing, swapping with my mates like quite a lot. So like that, but that's from what I can from memory. That was my first set. Go on. What was it? What 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 were you? Uh, what did you kick off with? So my I remember my granddad. My granddad was a really really good golfer, and uh, got my dad into golf. And he wanted really wanted to get me into golf. Like uh, I think that was just like in the same way that Rose is going to be you know pushed in the direction of golf to see how she likes it um he tried doing you know certainly wanted to try and do the same thing with me so he used to take me down the driving range i thought i I thought you were just about to compare yourself to justin rose then until i knew you were talking about your daughter (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah me and rosie yeah 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 (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah he's a you know hampshire lad and everything um yeah so uh he took me down the driving range and uh it was it was tornabry driving range where I actually worked where I, when I was a nipper a little bit later and um, took me down there and he bought me a young gun uh, seven iron. So it's like, yeah, do you remember the oh, young guns? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I had one of those. I, that was, that, I wouldn't say that was my first sex. I wouldn't really class myself. Never played junior golf, I think. No. I just had one knocking around because my dad was just desperate for me to get into yeah. any sport. And that yeah, was and I really had one of those. Yeah. So any, any time I would go there with him, he would buy me a, a, like another one because... I mean, to be fair, back then I used to think, God, this is like the best thing ever. Like every time I go, get a new golf club. I wasn't really interested yeah. in golf. I just liked the fact it was something new. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and so I think it was, it started with a seven iron, then I got a nine iron, then I got five iron. Um, and so I, I essentially started with like five, seven, nine. And, uh, and I think I probably literally hit balls at the range maybe like five times. But every time I went, I got a new young gun iron. And uh, Wait, whatever happened to Young Gun? Like, yeah, what's it? Uh, US Kids Golf has just squashed them all, hasn't it? Young Gun, Ogre, remember the Ogres? Yeah, Ogre, I remember Ogre, yeah, 100%. Um, so I have my Young Guns set and I have my little Young Guns bag, and then I think my my crowning, uh, like the, the, the crowning of all of that, the icing on the cake was uh, my granddad uh, bought me a Young Guns three wood. I just remember being like oh. over the moon with it because it was a it was a club that would go more than a hundred yards. So I just remember yeah. the excitement of seeing of hitting a ball and seeing it go past the little hundred yard flag. And um, I have to get Charlie one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was eighteen <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, so I had that in a little bag and I pretty much, so I probably went to the range about 10 times, maybe five, 10 times and, and had this bag of young guns. And then the next time I picked up, I was probably about 14, 14 or 15. 
And uh, I just remember getting to the golf club with these set of young guns and being like, shit, these are like <laughs> 12 inches long. Um, I, and, I mean, I wasn't, I, was, I wasn't a particularly tall 14 year old, but I was still remember yeah. thinking, I'm not sure this is going to work. Um, so I bought myself, <laughs> I bought myself with like, uh, you know, the birthday money. I think I bought a set of Housens. Uh, so I, 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 yeah. I flicked through the Argos catalog and, uh, I remember looking at the Housens and it had the, the head was like the biggest driver head that you could probably get back then. And I reckon it was probably about 280, 300 CC, something like that yeah and the shafts were black and i liked the look of them so i was like right i'm gonna get myself this set of housens and so i think they 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 did me until i was probably about maybe 16 because i'd only go out play like maybe two or three times a year and then uh i started playing golf at junior golf um at Rones castle which was my home course when i was younger when i was a nipper and i started playing more like quite regularly and the lads i was playing with were pretty good and i remember they just had all like you know, new, proper new kit, decent stuff. And uh, I was pretty ashamed to be turning up with my set of Housens and my Molotov balls. Um, so I uh, I went on eBay and this was this would have been like the birth of eBay probably around then. And I bought myself a, uh, what I thought was a new set of Big Bertha Ryans. And I remember thinking like, yeah. God, these are like, this is a really good price. Like how have I managed to get this? Not realizing that I bought like first generation Big Bertha irons, so they were these. Yeah, they're pretty. They were still decent though. Yeah, they yeah. were still decent. They were massive. Like I can remember them now. They had these big, thick heads to them, and they were pretty much impossible not to just like middle. Um, yeah, and so they lasted me a good like yeah. probably a good couple years getting me down from like my first handicap, which was probably like thirty six or something, and they got me down to about nine. And then at that point it was like, okay, now I need to, now I need to level up. Now I need to go with something a little bit, um, yeah, a little bit tastier. Mate, I am, um, I, so I remember having my, my experience, so, but this was like before eBay was out. So basically I used to look at the good golfers and they would be doing like two things. They'll be using like stiff shafts and they would be using low lofts. Yeah. So as soon as I looked for it to buy a new driver, bearing in mind, I used to hit like a 40 yard slice. There was a tee on the left, uh, the tree, a tree next to the first tee that I used to regularly nail my ball straight into because it was slightly left of the tee in front of me. <laughs> and um, so anyway, it was eight and a half degree stiff shaft. That's what I was after. And uh, so I got um, for 20 quid, I got a 975D tailor-made, um, sorry, 975D tight list with a stiff Pro 4 shaft in. It was that shaft that was yellow with a bit of purple yeah. at the top. I know. Uh, I got that um, from the Friday free ads. My dad drove me up to uh, Portsmouth somewhere and yeah. I picked it up, got it for 20 quid. And I <laughs> could not hit that for normal. <laughs> I then was Tiger got rid of that. 975D. Oh, that, mate, that was the one, wasn't it? But yeah. I was probably off like, like 17 or something. And um, I didn't start playing really properly till I was like 15, like, similar to you, like slightly later to it. Yeah. And then from there, I went on to a Callaway Big Bertha. So the Callaway Big Bertha was the great Big Bertha. So yes, I remember I one of that. my dad's friends. Yeah, one of my dad's friends. He sort of had a few quid, and he always had a nice car. And he um, he he had this Callaway Big Bertha, and uh, and then we went down to uh, Portsmouth Golf Centre. It's called Europro at the time. And yeah. It used to be like my place that I would just. It was like crack. Like I would go yeah, down yeah. there, and I would just be looking at all these golf clubs, and like just absolutely love it. 
and they had this second hand one with a bit of a sky mark in and it was like a eight and a half degree it was called the pro series head no i had no business even looking at it but we ended up i traded one in and then put some extra money towards it and try oh, i think you could trade two clubs in at once or something and there was a couple that i picked up off the free ads i ended up getting that and they had the exact same experience and um <laughs> then it wasn't really till i started getting down a little bit lower in handicap that you sort of realize that actually you probably 10 and a half is okay like yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. need an eight and a half to... I, I think i had yeah. drivers back then that i couldn't hit now do you know what i mean like yeah with 30 mile an hour think, less target think... speed and I, I i i you know it would have been like i remember having no. uh, a 7.5 degree um it was a and i i got it high like when i was a younger my shot was a big flip like i would flip my hands at it hit it massively high like no compression and um i remember uh essentially coming across this club on ebay and i was like 7.5 degrees yeah i hit the ball high like that's perfect so i just need that it, you know get it a lot going going a bit lower and it was like it had like a 42 or 43 inch shaft so it was like a really cut down shaft and um it was an absolute weapon in the summer because it would just go super low and then just run forever. What, what brand was it? Uh, it was a TaylorMade. So it was the R, I have a feeling it was a R7. R5, no, it was a, oh yeah, no, sorry, it was an R510 TP. So. Mate, so, what a weapon. I had one of those. Yeah. Oh, and and that was. Sexy. The, the thing about that is, you remember the, the little flag, the little TP flag? Oh, yeah. You know? I remember all the, I remember like, uh, I remember like just, just if you had that flag on yeah. your bag, like that little TP flag, you were, you could play golf. Oh, mate, it was proper golf boner. Like that's the, that was the equivalent oh. of like just getting it out there and being like, look at this lads, have a look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I remember my mate was the first person that I, uh, Daz, my, um, he was the first person I'd seen that had like a TP, um, TP clubs, and he was like absolutely mustard. Yeah. You know? like, he, obviously, at this point, he was probably only about seventeen years old, playing off of plus two or, or three ish or something like that. Like unbelievable golfer, and uh, and he came back with this this uh, yeah, it would have been an R five ten TP something like that. And I just remember all of us crowding around, like, what is that? What is that flag? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, so you used to have, like, you'd have, like, Sergio Garcia, uh, Retief Goosen. Uh, but then it was like all the top amateurs, like, everyone would use an R510 TP. Yeah. And then I remember, so Charlie, so obviously, like, Charlie, who we play golf with, um, his dad um, so Charlie's dad uh, used to know like a few good golfers. So he used to like live in sort of like a Surrey way. And uh, there was a guy that he knew that was called Dan or James or something. And he managed to get, and, and, and this was after the R510 TP, you had the R580. Yeah. And then you had the R580 XD. Yeah. The XD, they made a limited run of an XD TP. And yes. it was obscene. It was, and I and I I basically managed to get one through Charlie's dad, and I remember I had it for about a year, and uh, it was the first time. So basically, I, I'd hit this shot off the tee. I was 
absolutely raging. I grabbed hold of the head and swished the shaft at the ground, hit the T marker, broke the shaft. I was, it was honestly, I could have cried. And then after that, I reshafted it with something else that obviously at that time it wasn't, there was no facility to get fitted or anything. So you just yeah. got, I got a graphaloid blue. And then it, obviously, again, it was like extra stiff graphaloid blue, yeah. absolute slice machine. Couldn't keep it on the planet, got rid of it. But I wish that was one of those drivers that I'd still now trawl eBay. Oh, yeah. now, R510, R580 well, yeah. XDTP, looking for XD. that. Club. But that, that, yeah, the XD. It honestly, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a. Do you know what I mean? Like a rare Pokemon. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> like it, it was, was just that. Well, especially to find like, the XD yeah, TP, yeah. you knew like the more letters it had after oh. it, the, the rarer it was. Yeah, yeah. The R five eighty XD TP. Yeah. Did the XD stand for extra distance? I thought Probably. I'm sure it was something like that because I remember thinking, well, which one am I going to go for? I'm going to go for the one. You know, that that's the normal one, or am I going to go for the extra distance one? I'm obviously going for that. Why do they even sell the other yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What a waste of money. Yeah. But I, um, yeah. But and then I would say I, I, I had I had one of those, I had an R510 TP and I kept that for ages. And again, that was a club that I wish I would have kept. But then shortly after, uh, one of the guys, like basically, I got to that point and I was probably down to sort of like four or five or something. And um, one of the guys came back and he was like, oh, I've just been fitted for some clubs. And like, I'm like relatively tall. And I, I thought, well, I don't know if I should be fitted for clubs, maybe. Because I sat his clubs down and they were upright and they were longer. And I thought, well, yeah. these surely should feel, they, they felt implants that in your head. You think, well, I don't know, should I, should I not? And at the time, I had the, the Callaway X16 Pro Series. And I don't know if you remember those, but they were like, just mm-hmm. like a phenomenal yeah. iron they were so good i'm pretty sure actually no he did. i was going to say i think michael campbell won the us open with them but he didn't he used the callaway x forged irons to win the open like, at that time in my life when i was that young i could tell you what every tour player had in their bag i knew exactly what club yeah. they had what shaft they were using what putter i knew what grips they used i just just absolutely loved it but he had um so i got these x16 pro series and that was just, and then Callaway basically brought out the X Forge shortly after because that was yeah. like for the player because Callaway at that time didn't make Forge clubs. But I then went and got fitted for these X18 Pro Series, two degrees upright, half an inch longer, and that was my first sort of experience getting fitted for clubs. And like now, obviously, fitting experiences are very different. But even back then, I mean, you can go to some places now and get fitted for clubs. Mm. And they're still measuring your wrist to floor. Do you know what I mean? Or and you're still measuring your wrist to middle finger to tell you what your thickness of grips are. It's mental, but it's just it's just like that sort of like teachable process that's like easy to transfer to someone who's never fitted someone before. It's like this is how you fit someone. Yeah. Off you go. But, and it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that was my sort of first experience. That was at Euro Pro. And to be fair, those guys like that. It was I really enjoyed it there, and it was great, and it was like a. I came away feeling that I definitely had something better than what I went in with, which was brilliant. Can yeah. you remember the first time you got fitted for clubs? You know what, right? I'm, I'm still waiting, mate. I've never been, never been fitted for anything in particular. And I think it's the main reason being is that I am kind of Mr. Average in terms of yeah. like height, all of that type of stuff. Like driving distance. Driving distance. <laughs> yeah. It's lucky it cut out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like uh, I've never needed really anything that's just not standard. I mean, if I go and, you know, maybe if I was to go get a fitting, I might I might come back and be told something different. But, you know, for, I guess, five foot ten, uh, you know, the way I typically set up to the ball, I've never I've never really seen the need actually at getting fitted for irons. The thing that I would like to go get fitted for is the driver. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think your irons are. I think, yeah, I think you'd probably be fairly standard, like length. Um, I think you perhaps would have a couple more layers of tape under the grip than what you've currently got, just just because your grips, I think, are particularly thin. Um, I think you might potentially as well, because you like to, like, you like to get the ball coming out a little bit lower. They might take a couple of degrees off your dry, off of your uh, loft of your irons, maybe. Like just potential, but it's just something you could try and see if it worked or not. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think standard length, standard lie is um is pretty decent for you. But yeah, driving such a such a, a game changer. Like yeah, oh, there's there's loads of so many videos now when you go on YouTube that like like all the shafts are the same and they all spin the same and they all launch the same and X Y Z. But I just think like when you go and get fitted by someone who knows what they're doing, they're not. They, you know. they they just perform differently. I think you just, it's essentially finding something that you can deliver the club back to square, hit it out the middle consistently. It feels good. You hit less of your bad shots and, and you're just paying for someone's expertise to, to give you that product. Hmm. But I think, um, I don't know, like with all the negative, there's just lots of negative videos on like, on like, uh, on YouTube when you actually find out about shafts and stuff. But I think if you look at the, if you actually hit like a, cause basically you get like a, a normal shaft. So uh, when you go into to, to American golf or wherever you buy a tailor-made driver or you buy a Callaway driver or a Titleist driver and you buy a shaft and it will be a, uh, a hazardous, a, pro, mm-hmm. a hazardous black or whatever. That shaft is effectively, that is just a normal shaft that is made for that brand. That is yeah. not what you would call like an aftermarket shaft. So an aftermarket shaft is um, like, it's just a lot like, it's a lot like tighter product, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's it's just, it would be, it's like the difference between driving a Volkswagen Passat or an F1 car. They're just like, they're made, they're, they're made, com- like they're just, they're just made tighter. Like I remember speaking yeah. to someone about like these after, like the, these things before, and they say, oh yeah, the ones that, the ones that they, they like the retailers stick in their clubs are like 30% graphite, 70% sawdust. <laughs> and they're just not made with the same components. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and you can tell, you can t- like, again, like, I don't know all that, the, the science and the data or whatever, but you can tell when you're hitting these clubs. Well, the thing I noticed actually from when I've hit, let's say, your driver is just the difference in the stability feel of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it feels almost tuned, you know, but would you say that's the biggest difference when it comes to obviously getting custom fit for a driver? You know, the head, does the head make a huge difference or is it mainly the shaft that you're going and getting custom fit for? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like. I would say, say if you've got like the latest tailor-made driver, but say if you've got, um, say at the minute you've got a SIM two. Um, if you've got a SIM, there's no difference between the SIM and the SIM two. I would say like the SIM Max two is like slightly more forgiving, but not massively. Also, the SIM at the minute, I would say that the SIM spins a little bit lower than the current SIM 
Max 2, I think. Sorry, than the current Sim 2. So that yeah. you look at like Dustin Johnson, Corin Malkawa, they, they're, they're still using the previous Sim because it's a little bit lower spinning. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a Sim and you've been fitted for it and you hit it well, then don't bother. Um, if you've got an M6 or an M5, which is probably two models old, I would say that they weren't like a particularly great run of heads. So I would probably have a look. Again, like the TaylorMade M3 and M4, they're like that. The, even the model older, they mm. were great heads as well. But well, there's still quite a few pros that you know that are still using things like the M2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. M2 is a great driver. They're, they're they're all really good drivers. That essentially they're all just. I mean, you're talking like minimal distance, like minimal changes in distance, but mm. it's just uh, trying to find something that perhaps suits your eye a little bit better, or that um, I don't know that you can you can perhaps get a, a slightly stiffer or softer shaft or a shaft yeah. that performs better for you, higher lower spinning, uh, higher lower launching. Um, but I would say a lot of it with golf is just, it's just the buzz of wanting to change as well. Like I am the wrong person to ask. Like when someone comes to me and they're like, do you think I need a new driver? I'm like, I'm the wrong person to ask. Cause yeah, cause I'm always going to say, yeah, get a new driver. I love golf stuff. And I just get such a buzz off it. Like, yeah, yeah. If, like and don't get, like, like don't get me wrong. Like, I've definitely been through periods that, like before the before. So now where I work at Chichester, um, they've got like a tailor made. Uh, they, they've got a tailor made account, and I'm lucky that I get free tailor made stuff because of the tailor made account, and I fit for the golf club. But previously to that, um, I've never really got free product, if you like. So I've basically bought the stuff that I've that I've used, and I've kept it for a period of time. So I had Callaway irons before um, I had the tailor-made stuff and i had them for four years and they were great and they're really good and i don't know if i would have changed them if i hadn't got free stuff basically Mm. but i feel like to be fair now i've actually like the irons that i've got at the minute now i've got them and i'm using them i definitely would have bought them but i think like sometimes it's quite nice that once you have something for four years you think i don't want to change it because it's a waste do you know what i mean you don't you don't you want to you want to keep confidence with it you know like yeah exactly yeah the the one i always see with sort of uh tour pros is tour pros keeping things like fairway woods in their bag from for 20 years do you know what i mean like they've had the same right. fairway woods for a long find, time if you find a good three wood and you like it do not change it because three woods are hard to hit yeah like i think any fair any any like like you look at someone like stenson you had tiger woods who had that pt or what was it called you have one yeah the Titus pt mm. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He had one of his, like, one of those in his bag for years. Stenson obviously uses that classic free with the, uh, sure. is it the Diablo? I think he's yeah, got that in his bag. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had the big Bertha with the Graphloy, and then he put a Diablo in there, like a 13 degree. And I think he chops and changes, but he's just like, um, yeah, I think if you find a good fairway wood, fairway woods and Probably fair, like fairway woods and driver shafts. Like you see, like quite a lot of players tend to stick, sort of stick with the same driver shaft for mm. quite a while as well. But um, yeah. I think once you like, so I say, what's the what's the naughtiest driver shaft you've ever had? I I think the one I've got now is uh, to be oh, what, looking wise. It's got yeah, well, wow, looking, performing. You can go with either, both. I would say performing the one that was the biggest game changer for me um was definitely the uh the acra the one that i've given you that you've got in your golf club at the moment you've got oh, the, yeah uh, 
what it's called. It's like an Acra something or other. Basically, it's the first time I ever went and got fitted. Um, I'd never been fitted before, like properly. And uh, I got, I, I went to a guy uh, called Jason. Don't wear any trousers. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> Halfway, half half an hour into the podcast, you, you stand up, just wearing pants. <laughs> It's like an interview, isn't it? Oh, no, it's, um, it's, getting my it's been a long down the course. Um, yeah, um, and I went and got fitted, and it was an awesome experience. I remember I got fitted for the tailor made R11, that was my first like fitted, like properly fitted driver with shaft. So previously, I'd gone and got fitted from like a, a man, like a like an American golfer or something, and they, they you you get fitted for like a standard shaft, soft the shelf. They've got it in stock or what have you. But this, yeah. not, I remember going to get fitted. They had the R11, ten and a half degree, and they didn't have the shaft in stock or the head. So I had to wait like two weeks, which seems like a lifetime when you've just got fitted for a driver, and now you feel like yours is rubbish and you can't use yours yeah, anymore. Yeah. You play golf every. And uh, yeah, so. I would say that Acra is probably the best, like the number one sort of game changer for me. And it was such a great shaft as well. Such a great shaft. How about yourself? What was that? Obviously you haven't been fitted for a shaft. Can you, what would you say is the best club that you've used? The, the best club, to be honest, I think the club that was my favorite that I've ever had was uh, I had a, an R7 TP and I had a pink Aldila shaft in it. And I wow. just remember loving that because I felt like I was peacocking every time I played golf. And it was, it was essentially, I think, it, I think I got that when Bubba Watson had just come out onto tour and, and he had his pink, yeah. pink shaft and he was hitting. And this was like, I think I feel like at that time, Bubba was hitting it like ridiculously long. I mean, he still hits it long, but I think that was back before he kind of really played on the fact that he just like hits massive slices everywhere. He used to just hit, absolute bombs like dead straight maybe even a draw and they mm. used to go like 380 and uh he had the pink Aldila, and it was kind of like right bubba's got a pink pink shaft i'm going going pink shaft as well and uh i remember loving that thing that so i reckon that's i think the r the r7 the r7 tp that was like a, again so you had the r510 tp and then after that I think everyone always forgets about the R7 because the R7 was really the first, like the first from what I can remember. I think Mizuno might have done something before, but it was like the first adjustable weighted yeah, driver. Weighted adjustable head. So, mm. Everyone used it. Like everyone used it. Like that R7 TP, and it was it was quite a small head as well. So yeah, it was pretty it was. much it was it was aimed really at better players, but you mm. would still like. Um, I just remember every tour player going to that club. Yeah. Uh, and then you had, the, so you had the R7 TP and then you had the R7 HT TP, which was ah, a trajectory. Yeah. trajectory, yeah. Like shallower face. And that was a weapon. That yeah, was yeah. awesome. You could basically get the, the weights lower down in the head, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was so good. I think for me, though, like top driver... The number one driver that I've ever had, I think that the, the best performing driver that I would definitely still use now was the TaylorMade 
I don't it was either called a slider or an SLDR. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. And I think there's still there is still a couple of tour there's one I know there's one tour player that I feel like potentially might still have it in his bag now. But it's well, that this, was um, such a great Was the slider the slider have a white head or was it a black head? It was like a grey grey head with a oh, yeah, yeah. if you like uh, like a bit of on the bottom but the whole the whole concept basically they made this driver and all the players were like we want it lower spinning we want it lower spinning we want it lower spinning so telemates come out with this driver they've all got it in the bag and they're like shit no one can get it in the air yeah like you couldn't get it in the air so then they came out with this whole campaign of hashtag loft up so <laughs> everyone's using nine and a half degrees so i remember buying a nine and a half degree one from like some uh, from one of the rep from like a rep and uh then getting it putting it in my driver and like i literally cannot get this thing off the ground so i had to go to another guy that i knew that had an account with taylor made and just see if they could swap the head out and i ended up having a 10 and a half degree and that was the that was like the first time that i really started because even now like, like i probably still use like a 10 degree i still use like a 10 degree loft now and it's the first First time where I started lofting up actually to try and help me to launch this launch it a little bit higher. Yeah. And, um, campaign of hashtag loft up. I don't remember that. That must have been a little in the well long gap I took between uh between playing. So um just talking about actually drivers there, I think actually my probably my favourite driver head was um I when I was working I was working at a, a driving range on Halen and uh there's a guy called Steve Richardson who used to come in and, and hit balls there. And he was, Steve Richardson played in the European Tour. He played at, at the Ryder Cup at Kiowa Island. So he played in that Ryder Cup. I think he played two Ryder Cups. Wow. Uh, obviously, he was a phenomenal golfer um, in his in his day. And he used to come in, lovely guy. He used to come in and hit balls. And um, he came in once and he had uh, a Callaway, I think it was an FT3. Oh, and, uh, I've it, got one of those oh, in my I've got one of those in my spare room. The hottest head I still think I've ever hit. It, yeah. Like the sound that thing used to make. And it had, uh, I think it was the first time I'd ever used an extra stiff shaft because he, he was basically, he had it and he used to be quite a big, big hitter in his day. And um, and uh, yeah, he was like, oh mate, you know, like have a hit with it till you're gone. And I remember absolutely nailing the first shot I'd hit with it, like straight over the back of the fence. And uh, he was like, mate, keep hold of it for a bit like uh you know give it a go see, see how you get on and i kept that thing and i think i had it in the bag for about six months and then i think he came in uh one day and was like oh mate you still got that driver i was like yeah he was like oh sweet like <laughs> i think he wanted it back and i have it back and so oh, no i remember that's it that was when i lost i lost hold of it um but uh yeah i remember that just being an absolutely phenomenal club and like you say i think now, if I see if I saw one on eBay, I think I'd probably be tempted to snap that up. Mate, I've got one in my uh, spare room, an eight point five tour head. Yeah, that's what it was uh, with with an extra stiff Diamana in it, and I'll bring it out next time. We yeah, play. we'll do it that next rocket. next next, uh, tank, Mate, next that, time we play. That driver, I remember. I remember getting that driver, and then um, it cracked, and I sent it back, and they just gave me a new one. Which was obviously like I just took it to like a local American golf or something, and they were like, yeah, "Yeah, no worries, we'll send it back and get you a new one." The next one cracked, and I don't like. I wasn't like. I'm not like a short hitter, but I'm not like. 
Bryson DeChambeau. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah, a cracking cracking driver. Front anyway, the next one cracked. They sent me an FT5. And that, the FT5, I would say that the Callaway FT5 and the FT3 are my, that they are, they're, I'd say the slider is probably the best driver I've had. But the FT5 and the FT3, they're the most, like, I, if I saw one knocking around now for a decent price, I'd just buy it. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Such a, such a great driver. And the sound that it made, that sort of like dunk, like it wasn't like a, wasn't like a big wing that most yeah. drivers make now. It was such a cracking sound. It's so good. What's the what's the the worst golf club you've ever owned? Oh, the Callaway X Hot driver. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember getting fitted for one, and it was just an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> it was dreadful. It was dreadful. I remember getting it was like the Pro Head, nine point five, grey color. I think I don't know. I don't know if Callaway went through a period where I don't. I'm not sure if they changed designers or they got bought out by someone or something. But there was a period where they left, where where they stopped making good golf clubs and produced utter shit for about two years, and then went back yeah. to making good golf clubs. And it was like the Razor. Do you remember the Razor? And then the yeah, Razor Hawk. Razor. Just like that. Just they were just rubbish. And then and then all of a sudden. They, they they got to a point and then they started making good golf clubs again. But and I can't really it. remember when it was. Pardon? It does make you wonder whether it's like related to, you know, certain like, I guess, designers within the company or something. Yeah, I mean, there's was. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure I remember reading something about that, but they were just, they went through that period that I would say for me, I would say that that Callaway driver, that's the worst, the worst golf club I've had. Apart from the ones that I had no business hitting, yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. How about you? Uh, I had a Zuno, and I'm trying to think. I'm actually doing a little quick search because I can't remember MP001. Uh, what the model was that? MP001. MP. Oh yeah, maybe that's what it was. MP001. Let's have a look uh yes it mm, no that's the forged that was a forged driver uh ah uh, i had it was definitely an m so it was definitely part of that range and uh i just remember my mate got it and he got it, he was uh, sponsored by mizuno at that time and he so he got he got this mizuno driver for free but he didn't use mizuno he had tailor-made so he gave it to me and uh obviously i'm sort of going to turn out down a brand new driver I didn't have to pay with it. And I, I just remember this thing was awful. But the problem was I just didn't have any money to buy a different driver. So I think I used this thing for a couple of years. And uh, I just remember being like begrudgingly getting driver out. Luckily at that time, I think I had a three wood that I really liked. So I would just hit three yeah. wood everywhere. Um, but uh, now looking back at that, I'm just like, that was that was two years of my life wasted. How about that Nike? I'll tell you what I did have for a short period was that Nike Sasquatch square, square thing. thing. Oh. oh, my God. It sounded like a saucepan. It was it dreadful. Is. The noise. Like, do you know what? It's, it's funny because even now you just don't even see any knocking around. Nah, you nah. don't even see sort of using them. Mind you, that the Nike, the Nike, the Nike Sasquatch, they made like a tour head. That was awesome. 
like so not the uh, not the square. Yeah, one, that was just a normal head, wasn't it? Yeah. Woods, Paul Casey, guys yeah. like that. They all used it. That the thing was I always so remember filthy. about that was that was the first. I think that might <laughs> be the first driver when Tiger switched to a graphite shaft because he was still using yeah. steel shafts, yeah. wasn't he? His driver for years after Do you remember else? seven and a half three like X one hundred steel shafted driver yeah. like what? How is it like? To be fair, obviously, I mean, he's done very well with it. but And then they, they he, he switched to that and then all of a sudden jumped straight back up into like driving distances like number one or number two or something. And he'd been like lagging behind for a quite, like he'd been sort of slowly moving down. And then as soon as he made that that change. But I heard this amazing story um, and it was it was a, basically a Nike uh, club rep talking about um, when Tiger started using that driver. And uh, they basically sent him, um, it was like eight heads. So they sent him like eight drivers or something like that. And uh, he was like, uh, tested out the drivers and they, they sort of sent them back to him. <clears throat> and um, sorry, sorry, he sent them back because he was like prototype, testing the prototypes. And he sent it back and was like, yeah, yeah, I liked, you know, all of them apart from the, the one that, um, that you sent that was heavier. And they were like, no, no, no we sent you the, we just sent you all, you know, all the same driver, like just to so sort of test them all out, make sure they were all uniform between it and they felt all good. He's like, no, 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 one of them, you definitely sent me a heavier driver. So they got it back to the lab and it was in like Japan or wherever they were being manufactured, weighed the drivers and lo and behold, one of them was one gram heavier because it had a bit of glue, extra glue that dropped into the shaft and uh, dropped into the head from the shaft. And uh, he could sense that, that one gram apparently. Absolutely insane. The tiger, like when he uh, when he takes his backswing and he um and he stops. I don't I don't know if I'm having that. I reckon he plans it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The tiger. <laughs> yeah, I've still never seen anyone else do it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he just sort of gets to the top of his backswing and then stops and just. He's like, this would be good. yeah, yeah. This this would look cool. I do this. Yeah. So yeah, irons. Been, I mean, should we move on to irons? Right. Okay. So irons, I would say best, best irons that I've ever had that I would still use right now are Mizuno MP32s. Yeah. Like they're, they're out. Snap. They are such a club. Um, I just remember seeing good players using them, uh, changing from my Callaway X18s pro series that were like cast heads, fiery, uh, to like a forged head, and they were just so filthy. They were, they were so, so soft. good. If you could get a the brand metal on that, was so soft. Okay. Yeah. Are you going MP32s as well? MP32s, a hundred percent. So I, I just remember, like, if you hit the middle of that face, you couldn't even feel that you hit the ball. Do you know what I mean? They were that soft. No. And I'm, like, I'm literally just looking yeah. up now. So uh, MP. X100, let's see how much I could pick up a set of them for. I mean, I wouldn't be able to hit them now, but it would be pretty cool. To, it would be pretty fun to try. Uh, Mate, they, they were so, like, yeah, so, they were like, like, it was like, they were like a blade, but it was called like a muscle cavity or something. Yeah, I it was the, like the whole head milling on, like, like, just not like the, the, just the whole head was just like, it was made like a luxury product. Yeah, it, it was, was like, it wasn't just, Golf made like some sort of piece of jewelry. It was just filthy. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can pick up a set for about one eighty off eBay. They'd be battered, wouldn't they? 
Uh, well, no, mate. Some of these look good. They look like they've been sandblasted. Yeah, I'd love a new set like in the wrapper. That would just yeah, be yeah. Well, there's there there is a set here which looks like it is new, um, and it is uh, eleven hundred pound. Wow. So, so yeah, yeah. It shows you golf clubs are. Yeah, yeah. That was a grand. Wedges say. wise, you got to go with the uh, the tightest Vokey Raws, surely. Like the the uh the, but the but the spin mills. Remember when yeah. they first came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, The um, I always remember the oil can. And like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know. I still don't really know what the the idea is. You know, were you meant to oil them? Like, what what's what's the oil can stand for? I think that they came and they were sort of like a raw finish, but I had like, I don't know if they. I don't really want to make it up, but I just think it was like an oily sort of colour, maybe. But a yeah, raw yeah. And uh, and and then basically slowly they started to rust, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. When you got them brand new, they were they were awesome. They were so cool. I think the idea was that they were like by rusting, they would get more spin. Do you know what I mean? Like extra swaz. Yeah, yeah. Even, that's that's the MG the MG two wedges like they come with raw faces like. It's uh, and then they basically they rust and then they just it's it's all to do like I mean the whole thing is like friction isn't it just like, yeah. grabs the ball pulls the flight down gets it to spin a little bit more I mean it's um yeah it's 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 a good concept so like, you so um oh here we go yeah yeah so I just I'm trying to look so actually there's a set here in good nick I'm just looking at, I'm I'm now I'm looking at MP32s mate I can't not look at them now uh. There's uh, X100 shafts, uh, $201. The only problem is you've already got to pay like, yeah, a 60 quid uh, postage. And they are a bit battered. Now, I don't know if this was just a thing at the golf club that I was a member at, but I don't know if you remember this, but there was one club that you had to use if you were absolute like a baller player like if you're a proper golfer and it was like and obviously if i think i feel like if you were a golfer and you were a bit of a knob you would have a bladed one of these yeah if you're a proper golfer and you got it and you understand like if you and if you were a proper golfer you had one of these so if you were a bit of a knob you would have used a two iron but like a bladed one yeah like full blade, like an MP33, something or other. Yeah, so I had an MP32 a, two iron. If you were a golfer, you would have had a Callaway Big Bertha two iron. Do you remember those? Ah, oh, yes. The original drive. So my, a mate of mine, Will, he um, he's had a Big Bertha two iron in his bag, I think, from when we were kids, so from when we were like 18 years old. And he had that thing in his bag until uh, I think a couple of years ago. And he used to hit it everywhere. To, and he would hit that miles like yeah. i've seen i've seen will you know hit that to iron through over 300 yards like a lot you know back when back well before balls were meant to go that far and yeah, yeah. uh and then he uh it snapped about two years ago on the golf course and i think he just leaned on it basically and it just been it essentially just snapped from use you know what i mean like from being swung right by the yeah yeah yeah, and uh, and and yeah, I think the hit, it just basically just snapped in half, and 
he was absolutely devastated and on the way around there and and it happened when he was playing in like uh they used to do this thing and it was like uh you got three clubs basically so you could use three clubs and a par and go around play 18 holes best score and it snapped when he got through to like the seventh or eighth hole and they were oh, no. <laughs> the round with two clubs and a par um and lost his his favorite two iron that day and uh, i've never seen anyone more more uh, upset about losing a golf club but yeah that was a that was a weapon those two irons i remember like caddying when i sort of like just before i got to the point where i could play in like the club scratch team and all of the good golfers had those they were such a filthy club great they were just um yeah you just see him batter them off the tee and get it down there like 250 Three wood wise, what would you go like? Three wood wise, you've got to use one three wood for the rest of your life. What, I know, obviously, you haven't actually got a three wood in the bag at the moment. Yeah. What, uh, would you, uh, what would you go with? I had, I mean, like three woods, I've literally only probably owned, I think, three three woods. I had Titleist PT three woods, and I absolutely loved that thing. It was, uh, it was the same spec as Tiger's. It was the X100. It was tiniest little head ever. But it was it was just like a bullet. It came off no spin, really low, amazing in the wind, but pretty useless for anything else. Um, yeah, you couldn't hit it if it wasn't off a tee. Yeah, you couldn't like it was such a hard club to hit, such a hard club to find the middle of. But when you did find the middle of it, you felt like a proper golfer. That one out of yeah. ten times when you actually hit it well. But I actually had a, it was like a 13.5 degree Callaway and it had, um, and I'm trying to think it was, uh, trying to think what the model of it was, like Callaway X. What color? What's that? What color was, was like, it? It was like, uh, it was, it was a gray something or other, um, Callaway X three wood. Yeah. Yes, early days. I'm trying to think. What was the? Not like X Hot. Wasn't it like a? It wasn't like an Hawkeye? X Hot. Hawkeye. That's what it was. Yes, Callaway yeah. Hawkeye three wood. Yeah, and uh, it, it was a thirteen and a half degree, and this thing was like an absolute yeah, rocket. Callaway Hawkeye VFT, and they came in like a pro series with a black shaft. Yes. Yeah. Well, I had. A, I think I had a black. It was like a black and lime green shaft. And uh, I used to absolutely rip that thing. It was probably still the only three wood I've actually ever been able to hit. I used to hit that everywhere. So that's probably that would have definitely been my favourite. Mate, honestly, like, I have so many people that come for sessions with me and they, uh, they say, right, I want to buy some new clubs. And then I tell them how much new clubs are. We fit them out. And then actually, like quite often, we, we'll go on eBay together and I'll say like, look, like, obviously full set of new whatever is a two grand, but for 200 quid, there's some X20s yeah. from years ago that are cracking. And there's a set of X14s that are 120 quid that are absolute beauties. And there's a set of tailor-made R300s that are really, really good clubs. And I think there's so much out there to be had for, like, the second-hand golf club market. Is, mm. is, like, it's, it's such the way to go when you're first starting. You know what like, you're looking for. If you're first for, starting definitely. out, no-brainer. But no brainer. Don't buy new clubs. Just buy second hand. Big bird. Find out what you like. You yeah, can't. Yeah, you can't yeah, really yeah, go wrong, could you? Do you know what I mean? Nah. mate. Honestly, this like Callaway. Like in the day, Callaway made some cracking, like really old clubs. Um, Titleist 
Titleists are good now, but back in the day, like you basically couldn't use Titleist clubbers unless you were like a proper golfer. So uh, let's 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 come up right with our so start. You're a starter golfer. You listen to this podcast. You don't want to spend more than let's say like four hundred, three four hundred quid in total for like a full set of golf clubs. Yeah. So yeah. let's go right. What driver would you be getting them to use, knowing that that's our budget we got to work with? That I would say, you've got three, four hundred quid. There's a few different ones you could go with. You could go with something like a, a Callaway, um, um, sorry, a TaylorMade R580 XD, um, ten and a half degree regular shaft. There's a couple of different options. Basically, there's one that's got like a, a like a completely bare face. Yeah, that's illegal. One with like dots on the face. That's the one you want. You could probably pick one of those up for like fifty quid. Uh, failing that, you could go with any sort of like Callaway X2 Hot. You could probably pick one of those up for like 60 quid. Um, or even like a Titleist. There's like a few Titleist models like the, the J ones where they just... No, not the J. No, God, that was tough to hit. I would say probably something like... Oh, the J was nine, the players one, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm nine, nine, like a 910 Titleist. Um, what else? You've got a ping. Oh, mate, ping. Yeah, ping like a ping G two, ping G five, ping G ten. Get this up for next to nothing. Yeah. Um, I would say something like ping that. Ping G ten. That would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. I think fairway, fairway wood. Um, I think also as well, just like um, go go at like, like yeah, fairway. So fairway woods. I would probably go. Oh, Callaway. It depends if you're talking 400 quid it doesn't really get you a lot 400 quid but we're going no, this is what i mean like it's where with somebody driver. wants to you know they can't they're so not gonna driver, driver you can pick up that driver is going to be like sort of 60 quid 60 to 100 for the driver so say if you said fairway wood if you want to spend 50 quid on a fairway wood you want to buy one fairway wood you're just starting buy a five wood don't get a three wood it's no yeah. point like just i would go say something five. like uh five wood do you mean like the tailor-made v steel yeah, V-Steel's good, but like if you're first starting, I would probably go something like an old Cleveland or something like that. Just because oh, you pick yeah, them up yeah. for pennies. The, um, and they're really good. The, oh, what was the Cleveland called? We have an uh, S, wasn't the, it? The launcher. Oh, the, the launcher. launcher. Yeah, that's launcher. it. Not, yeah, the launcher. Yeah. So you get Cleveland launcher or something like a Callaway um, Steelhead 3 or a Steelhead Plus. You could pick the Steelhead 3 or a Steelhead Plus up for like 20 quid. Yeah. And then irons, irons, go for an old set of like tailor-made RACOS um, or a set of Callaway X16s, X20s, Big Berthas, anything from Callaway. Yeah. Did really good range. Like X20s, 18s, 16s, 14s and 12s. They were great. They game improvement clubs, weren't they? Also, Mizuno are quite good as well. Like if you want like a beginner set, Mizuno do like um like you can pick up quite a current set of Mizunos for not a lot of money because they don't really. It, was it the M- was it the MX models the Mizuno MX that was their kind of like uh, cavitied models weren't yeah. they yeah 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 nineteens and the, there's like an MX twenty three which were a pretty good set as well yeah and then wedge wise you're probably going to get a sandwich with your set anyway but yeah get I, I always like, if I'm fitting someone even if they're a beginner. I usually go pitching wedge and a wedge. A wedge, I usually go like a slightly bigger head. But then I always try and get them to get into like a 56 degree sand wedge just because mm. it's a little bit less fiery around the greens. Sometimes I feel yeah. like that the bigger headed ones just come off the face quite it, quick. 
whenever I used to, whenever I see my dad get <laughs> into the bunker and like he gets out his cavity back sandwich, I'm just like part of me is kind of like on edge just watching him because he's got such that big thick yeah. head. Do you know what I mean? You can see how like say how fiery that, that is. Back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's got lip written all over it, isn't it? Yeah, Straight yeah. into the lip. Yeah, I'd be saying something like try and get like a just like a SM, like a tight list folk, like a yeah, tight list SM, you know, what I mean? like SM5 yeah. or SM6, or even like a set of Cleveland's, do you know, what I mean? like a Cleveland CG. I would try and find the oldest wedge that I could, not the oldest wedge that I could, but something that was really old but unused. Yeah. Because essentially, really matter what year your wedge is from it's how sharp the grooves are yeah so if it's a brand new wedge and it's and it's been used for three rounds a week for the last six months it's going to be fucked but you want it you want something that's like basically someone's probably had a second set or something or they've left used it and they've they've like an old like an old whatever like a tailor-made rac they're pretty good wedges you can pick one of those up for like next to nothing again like spin mills are good but they're like the vokies are good but they they tend to just hold their value. This is a bit like a Scotty Cameron. Like you can buy mm. a really old one, but people know the name, so they go and buy it. But how about putter? What putter would you go? Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with the two ball. Honestly, Mate, two, two ball. ball is such a brainer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'd, I'd be tempted to buy an two ball now. I've got one. I've got one in my bag yeah. at the moment at home. I've got. I tell you what, I have got. So I've got. I've got a two ball. But I've got the tour weighted two ball, so it was basically had some black sort of plastic in like on the bottom, which made it a little bit heavier. Yeah, um, sex that is such a great club. I've got a Callaway X14 Pro Series two iron, awesome. Ooh, yeah, I've got a Callaway 8.5 degree FT3 tour with an extra stiff Diamana in, amazing. These are clubs I'd never get rid of because I don't like they're not worth anything, but they're just cool. I've got a Nike. Nike made awesome clubs. Do you know what? I could. I think that you could do a lot worse than buying a second-hand set of Nikes for your yeah, first Nike set. Yeah. Nikes. You, they were shit hot. They were great. They I've got a Nike VR VR Pro Two Limited uh, Five Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look. I mean, you can pick up an Odyssey um, Two Ball for like seventy-nine quid. Like a like good quality, just one of the older versions. I tell you what, I had, <laughs> which was the the worst putter I owned, was an Odyssey two ball white hot. So God knows why anyone ever thought it was a good idea to put a metal insert into a putter face, because yeah, every now and then, every now and then you would catch one, and it would almost it would hit like the sweet spot in the same way that when the driver, you know, when you hit that tiny little sweet spot, yeah. Like, and I say tiny little sweet spot, obviously the heads are massive, but there's a certain area of the face where you hit it, it just makes a different sound, doesn't it? You do that one out of like sort of 20, yeah. 20 good hits that seem to about 80 yards. Yeah. And uh, I remember having this wire hot and every now and then you would hit one that would be like that pure and it would make this dunk like that. And it would end up like either off the, off the green, the other side of the green, you know what I mean? Or you would be like Ramboing, uh, three foot putt and it would just bounce up and come out and um i was playing it around and i hit it and it made this weird sound and then the, the metal insert just dropped out of the putter oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and like you couldn't get it back in it like it wouldn't just stick back in 
And so I had to play the rest of the round with a putter that had like a big indent in the face where the where the metal insert had fallen out. Uh, you probably should have just putted with your wedge. Yeah, mate, well, that was, that was my full yips day, so. But also, I know obviously this is equipment, but ball as well. So I think if you're going to, like, 400 quid, I think that will get you a decent set of 400 quid. That I think, get, yeah. Like, golf is like, it's not a cheap sport, but it's also, it can be cheap if you do the right things. Like, get out there, research, go on Facebook Marketplace, go on eBay, like, do your research before you buy clubs. And, like, I will I will answer anyone's questions. If, if ever any of my clients or anyone who ever asks me, I will answer anything about equipment at all. Like I, I all, always get clients sending me links to Facebook Marketplace saying, what do you think of this? I'm like, yeah, it's great. The grip shit, offering 50 quid. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, um, it's, it, it's, there's like a minefield. Like it's so easy to go wrong. So like, I, I'm always open for it. Like for, for questions or whatever, but golf ball, just make sure you buy decent balls. Don't yeah. buy shit. Yeah. Don't buy lake balls. And it's, it's buy like, if you're going to buy secondhand balls, buy them off like some sort of like reselling company. Like there's guys now that, that, that sell, there's a local guy in Chichester, I think it's called Happy Balls or something. And he does quite well. He just basically gets like a, like pre-owned balls, uh, packages them up into dozens, sells them for half the price. But buy something like that or buy just some sort of old Trixons. Like Trixon make great balls and you can get a set of Trixon AD triple threes. You can get like three dozen for like 40 quid. And you're much yeah. better off to that than you I'll are to buy a great, great late ball. Uh, value golf ball at the minute is the, the Callaway, uh, Callaway Supersofts. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, like they, uh, they, they are, they are very, very soft. Like the feel off the face is extremely soft, but actually, as well, they are pretty. They go pretty long as well. Um, yeah, Bridgestone. Well, Bridgestone. Up, yeah, Bridgestone. And the thing is, is you can pick up, you know, few of these makes from, like, especially the Strix and Triple Threes, the Super Soft. You can pick them all up from like Sports Direct. Do you know what I mean? For like twenty for a dozen, twenty quid for a dozen. Just quickly talking about Sports Direct, I remember buying these Adidas golf shoes, paying 130 quid for them. They were like, they looked a bit like football boots, but they were everyone was wearing them. They're yeah. really cool. Anyway, uh, I said what happened was a lots of golf clubs started banning them because you weren't allowed to wear them because they were making like imprints in the uh, green. Yeah, I know. Almost I like know. duds on the bottom. And uh, I remember then going into Sports Direct two weeks later and I bought another pair for £12.50. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the devastation. I know. Massive devastation. Oh, mate, well, I feel like there's, there's some value there. So how, basically how to build an unreal set for starting goal for 400 quid. I don't think you can go much wrong with that. I think that's good. I think, um, as I say, main things that I would look at is wedges, how sharp's the grooves, irons, make sure you get the right flex shaft. Make sure that your grips aren't shit as well, because yeah. that could cost you another hundred. That's a sting grips. I've done that before. Um, woods again. Make yeah. sure that uh, that the the grips are good. Make sure that there's not too many sky marks on the clubs. Again, like aesthetically, it looks nicer if there's not big lumps out the top of the clubs. And also make sure that there's no wear in the shaft. So sometimes you get a bit of bag rub, and it's basically yeah. where you leave your golf club in the bag, leans against an old bag, bag rub um, shafts 
tend to snap from things like that. And then putters, just make sure that the putter's got decent grip, make sure it's the right length. Uh, and all the clubs, make sure what the length and lies are. So like if you're tall and you need it longer, make sure they're half inch longer, perhaps, or whatever you And if you're like, lo ask your local pro or ask me or whoever. And then if they're, if it, and if they're um, like flat, upright, bent, just make sure that they're the right spec for you before you do it. And then driver, just make sure it's the right flex. Make sure it's the yeah, right flex, life. biggest, biggest flex, biggest thing. Cool. And then don't, don't go buy an eight off the grid. Yeah, don't go low on the way. Series, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Oh, right, cheers, mate. Oh, that that was good. Nice, mate. Well, I I look forward to speaking to you on the next one where we will definitely be going Ryder Cup as it's coming up. 100%. I'm going to go and put some after sun on and I will see you later. <laughs> Take care, mate. Cheers, mate.